All right, today we are going to discuss part two of our how-to tips for not getting annoyed at students, at parents, at our colleagues, at our jobs. And the question is, is it okay to be annoyed? And the answer is, of course it's okay to be annoyed. But wait, you said being annoyed doesn't lead to, to much good, and it doesn't. But it's okay to be annoyed as long as you understand that you are the one choosing it. For example, if I assign something due on Friday and someone turns it in three weeks late, an hour before grades are due, I will be annoyed, but I will own the annoyance. Once the annoyance runs its course, I will change my thought to something like, sucks for that student because I'm giving him a zero. Or maybe it's, yeah, at least he did it. I'll give him a 50% F on it since he actually bothered to do it. Don't want to discourage him from at least trying. Whatever it is you do, it's your class, not mine. Whatever your policy is, that's the policy. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms, whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy. I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. So how to change your noise? We're talking a lot about, you know, change your thoughts. Well, how do we do that? And this could be the key to a happy classroom. The first thing you want to do is just notice it and allow it. And no, notice that you're being annoyed. It's okay. It's okay to be annoyed. You're not a bad person for being annoyed. It doesn't mean you're mentally weak. It doesn't mean you're no good at your job. It doesn't mean you're a jerk. It just means you're annoyed. Sit there. Let it sit. It's okay. Let the annoyance run its course, but recognize that there's a thought in there somewhere that's causing it. And be okay with it. Accept it. You can accept, hey, I'm annoyed right now. It's when we resist the annoyance is when we lash out. So we tell kids to shut the hell up or when we say mean things or we raise our voice or we lash out, not just in the classroom, but in life. So recognize the annoyance, feel it, just allow it. And when you're ready to move on, move on. So if you're not feeling annoyed right now, I hope you're not. I hope you're not like listening to this. This guy is so annoying. But if you are, you don't even have to do what's next. If you're not feeling annoyed right now, think back on a time you felt annoyed or think about some things that annoy you frequently. Tardies annoy me. The scenario I just brought up with Someone handing something in three weeks late, like an hour before grades are due. Things like that are annoying. Uh, Staff meetings are annoying, especially ones given on short notice. Those things annoy me. So once you feel the emotion of annoyance, ask yourself what thought is causing it. So in regards to tardies, it it was a respect thing. It's like, you have the gall to show up late to my class. And it used to annoy me, and I would lash out. And I would, and the thing is, sometimes there were legitimate reasons for being late. But I always thought that student's disrespecting me. That was one thing that annoyed me. Now I just accept, okay, I'm annoyed right now because the student is late. But I just accept that annoyance and I find out why the student was late. Again, this is, a lot of this depends on the student, where you teach, what the policy is, those things. But that's the thought that's causing it. So I got to change that thought. The thought could be, I don't know why the student is late. Or the thought could just be, this student is late. There's no meaning to it. Or it could be, I need to find out why this student was late. And if the reason is not legitimate, then I'm going to go through the discipline referral process as opposed to just ripping into him right when he walks in the door. Again, don't resist the emotion. Feel it, accept it, analyze it. When you resist, that's when you lash out. When you're resisting the annoyance, any feeling, that's when you lash out. Don't attribute the emotion to the circumstance. Your emotions are caused by your thoughts. It's not the circumstances because some teachers don't care if you show up late. So a kid shows up late to my class, I get annoyed. A kid shows up late to another teacher's class, he or she doesn't get annoyed. The circumstance is exactly the same. So clearly it's not the circumstance that's causing the annoyance. It's my, it's the thought I'm attaching to that. 
the thought that I'm being disrespected. Now, I don't want students to show up late, so I enforce the, the tardy policy. But now I do it out of because I'm running a clean classroom, not because I'm annoyed, not because I feel I'm being disrespected. I enforce it because I need to run my class accordingly. So once you let the emotion pass, then take care of the situation or just let it go. So I've tried not to lash out in annoyance. Accept it. I'm annoyed. Let me find out why the, why the kid's tardy. Let me find out why he didn't turn in his assignment. Let me find out why she's passing notes. Then I can make an informed decision. On a more practical level, let's go back to our scenario from yesterday. SSR classes, you know, kids are talking. So instead of telling the class to shut the heck up, try a different approach like, okay, class, instead of saying, you guys need to shut your freaking mouths now. Instead of saying that, try, all right, class, I really feel reading is important and I want to help you enjoy reading. That's why I let you choose a book to read and then give you time to read without interruption for 15 minutes every Tuesday and Friday. So now I'm not, I'm, it's not confrontation. It's like, look, man, this is important to me. And, and some classes will respond to that. Some won't. Again, it's your class. My class would. My class would respond to that. Look, guys, reading is very important to me. I know you might not always like to read. That's why I've given you your choice of books in 15 minutes of uninterrupted time. So please read. And then if it continues, I might tell them to shut the hell up. No, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Another example. One thing that triggers my annoyance to very high levels is the parent email asking why his or her child got a particular grade. I find this so annoying and it's something that's required internal work to overcome. In fact, it's something that's gotten me in email battles with parents and conferences with my principal on more than one occasion. Anyone else out there have this happen to them? In other words, my result from this behavior is a negative result. Email battles with parents, it's not going to turn out good. Now, my behavior comes from my emotion of anger and resentment, and that emotion comes from my thoughts associated with these emails. So let's look at my thought. When a parent sends an email wondering about a grade or a late assignment or a policy or whatever, my reactive thought is this parent can't tell me how to run my classroom, or this parent is trying to bully me, or this parent doesn't understand what a pain in the ass it is to grade work from two weeks ago, or several other thoughts along those lines. When these thoughts occur, they lead to some of the aforementioned actions, such as the angry reply. You guys ever done that? Raise your hand if you've ever done an angry email reply, unless you're driving a car right now. How'd that turn out? I remember one time, I was uh, this was before email, it was a phone call, and I finally gave perfect rebuttal to a parent. Man, was I proud of myself until two minutes later, my phone rings, it's the principal. So, oh, we scheduled a parent-teacher conference with this parent you just talked to. I'm like, oh, it backfired. So even worse, even worse than the angry reply. When I read emails like this during the school day, it puts me in a bad mood and I lash out at others who had nothing to do with the email. Now, I've been reflecting on these incidents and realized that I can change my thoughts to it's good to see parents involved in their child's education or maybe the parent doesn't understand exactly why the grade was assigned or maybe, just maybe, I made a mistake and need to double check. Now, again, this takes time. I'll read the email. I'll let the, I'll let the annoyance sink in and I'll let it pass and I go, well, let me check. Or what if my kid... Or what if my kid received the same mark? Wouldn't I want to know what happened? You know, I mentioned uh, from an earlier podcast how my schedule has changed the Friday before school started, which was on Monday. So school started on Monday and Friday, I got two classes added to my course load. I was very, 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 very annoyed. So I went from teaching three classes, different classes, to teaching five different classes, five different subjects. So naturally I was annoyed, I fumed, and then I thought about it, found out the reasons why the principal did it. I still wasn't happy about it. I'd rather not have had to do that, but I thought, well, if I'm the principal, who do I want teaching these two subjects? Me or a substitute? Me or this first-year teacher who's already overwhelmed? Well, obviously, the principal made the right call. principal chose me to teach those two additional subjects because the alternatives weren't very good. So once I realized, okay, this is not a pile-on Uncle Trenty moment. This is a 
I'm giving you extra work because you're the best person for the job. I was still a little annoyed, I'm going to admit, but I got after it and took care of it. All right, some takeaways. Not being constantly annoyed by students, administrators, and parents requires practice. Takeaway number two, ultimately, it's your thoughts that cause the annoyance. Just remember that. It's your thoughts that are causing the annoyance. And three, change your thoughts and change the emotion. Again, some of you would be like, no, this is nothing, but this is stupid. Well, just give it a try. Students are annoying. It's got nothing to do with my thoughts. Again, give it a try. You know, they didn't just throw this together. They didn't, they didn't find me, uh, you know, podcasting people didn't say, hey, we found this guy hanging out down at the warehouse begging for food. Let's have him do a podcast. No, been teaching for over two decades. I've gone through life coach training. My wife is a professional life coach. She, people pay her money. More than what a teacher makes, by the way. And I'm happy about that. Means I can retire someday. People pay her money to help them. And this is, this is the basis of what she teaches them. So we're not just making this stuff up. This is, this is based on research, experimentation, and personal experience. And speaking of personal experience, I'd like to have a personal experience outside of this podcast. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 